Previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. The wind rustles through some nearby trees as the sound catches the large ears of Conejo. For a brief moment, they realize that some of their senses have been freed. We have a lot to talk about, old friend. Conejo just is staring at Buon. Uh, you know, cook the little flies that probably landed on the surface overnight. It's you, it's you. It's you, it's you. It's really you. Andromeda, I also have something to apologize for. I'm not really a princess. I just pretend to be one and knock over rich people. What? You see with her back to you, a beautiful, barefoot, young human woman with long, dark hair wearing a simple homespun dress. Which... Goblins, it's uh, your boy Jess, aka Hank the Clank, aka your spooky non-binary queen. Excuse the energy, but it's queer Christmas season, aka Halloween season, so I'm just raring to go. Let's get started introducing this very good episode of our show. First off, I wanted to let y'all know we have a contest going on in partnership with Critical Hit Cookies, who are amazing to win some of their delicious products. So all you have to do uh, to enter this contest is follow us at Fantastic Pods on Twitter and follow at Hit Cookies on Twitter. You should also like the post that we made about the contest on our Twitter and retweet a post about us to help us spread the word. Pick one you like. We have tons of quality content to choose from. Uh, you can find all this information summed up nicely on our aforementioned Twitter account, at Fantastic Pods, and also on our Instagram, at Fantastic Worlds Pod. So go check it totally out if you're interested in getting some delicious cookies. You have until October 31st, and honestly, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> so get in there and toss your name in the bucket to get some treats. No tricks though, Critical Hit Cookies only makes delicious baked goods. And speaking of that cookie contest, we had another one in September. And uh, our lucky lucky winner is the fabulous Ogre Noah, a fan that we know and love well, very active on our Discord, always showing up for our Twitch streams. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you won. And thank you so much for participating. And uh, I hope you enjoy. Uh, secondly, many of you will already know that we've added a new show to our burgeoning network starring our very own Abby and her friend Kelsey, and it's called Fairy Tale Fix. They will be discussing mostly lesser known fairy tales and fixing them for the modern age. Uh, and it's an absolute delight. I, I was highly entertained by the first episode, and I can't wait to hear more. So check that out ASAP if you haven't. It's it's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you might get your podcasts uh, every other Tuesday. The next episode will be dropping October 13th, 
and I cannot recommend it more. Uh, follow them on on the socials as well uh, while you're at it. They're at Fairy Tale Fix Pod on Twitter and Instagram. With all that said, uh, one last little shout out to all of you, our beautiful listeners, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our patrons over at fantasticworlds.cash. If you'd like to join them, might I suggest you subscribe at just $6 a month to get access to our other podcast, a Pathfinder 2E show called The Greatest Show on Earth, where I'm GMing this um, gang of weirdos uh, through the AP Extinction Curse, which is circus themed. So (laughs) you know it's good. You owe it to yourself to jump on that content because I assure you, it is juicy. Plus, there are, are lots of other rewards at other tiers that you definitely deserve. So treat yourself. Again, that's fantasticworlds.cash. And please help support us at whatever level you can. It's so, so, so appreciated. Uh, as are reviews, if y'all can throw some our way on Apple Podcasts. Or, you know, elsewhere. I believe they can be aggregated now, you know, combined, uh, as it were. Anyways, <laughs> I'll stop yammering now and uh, get on with the episode because I'm sure you're chomping at the bit waiting to hear this one. So here's episode 85, The Bare Necessities. How do you avoid making problematic choices or characterizations when it comes to the people you roleplay as? Because that is a conversation that I think is highly relevant to this time of the year because we have a very diverse cast and we also have a diverse players characters in both podcasts it is also important in october because there are a lot of very insensitive costumes going about and when it comes to uh, halloween oh, that's right and so halloween this is yeah. queer christmas exactly yeah so that's this true is... hey so october october is also a great this month to talk about relevant. how about problematic representation mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I can start this mainly because I probably pay the most variety of characters in this Reign of Winter, given that this is... You are the DM. I am the DM. (laughs) And also, (laughs) this is very much a matriarchal adventure path uh, themed around Baba Yaga and playing female characters. There are a lot of female characters in this game. And it's one of the reasons why I thought this was going to be a good AP, because it's very rare that you see an AP where... Like the matriarchy is front and center. Usually it's, you know, not that prevalent. And I thought that would be interesting to play. The biggest thing I can say is that if you're playing characters where they differ from your own background, it's important to ask questions. Find people who might be able to give you some insight and ideas into how best to represent those characters. Um, Also, a lot of reading. I do a lot of reading about... Um, representation and what's important Um, and I am by no means perfect and that also means understanding that you make mistakes and to own up to those mistakes and try to understand why you made those mistakes so you don't make them in the future and understanding that you will never get you will never be a hundred percent right with what you do you can just try to be your best um, are the biggest points I can make I mean honestly that kind of sums it up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that really kind of yeah. sums it up. I, I guess, I guess, because that's just that's a good overview of of what it means to sort of do your due diligence on a character that you want to play. Because part, because you know, part of role playing is trying out is is trying out other identities and other ways you could be. Mm. Um, I, I've actually found that by 
doing what I thought was trying on a different identity. It actually kind of helped me discover that, huh, I think I might want to kiss girls <laughs> by by trying that on as a thought, mm-hmm. as a as an experiment, as a as just kind of something to play with. So so there's 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 an element of self discovery in it. There's also an element of putting yourself in someone else's shoes, which I think is is a really um, fun element of role playing games. But you definitely want to make sure that you're doing that um, sensitively, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and by doing your due diligence and reading up on ways to not be an asshole about it, I guess. Uh, and then also acknowledging that like if someone doesn't like it, they have every right to tell you they don't like they don't like it. And it's your responsibility to to figure out why. And if it really is like and if it's something I don't know, and to maybe and to maybe knock it off, I guess, mm. is is my thought there. I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little disjointed and and getting a little bumbly about it. <laughs> well, I, like, oh, sorry. I feel like I I I cheat. I try to put as much elements of myself, even at that subtle level. Um, I'm thinking of even of Abraxas. You know, he is Olfin. And when the campaign was first starting or started progressing, I didn't even think about it as, you know what? They're Viking people. And if you see his character art, he's really dark. Um, but I wanted Abraxas to be brown because... Mm. I wanted my character to be brown. I, I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted that element of myself in the game. And so as, you know, I was progressing going, oh, my God, you know, what? he's a Viking. Um, and then not knowing maybe that that doing where I didn't do my due diligence, Dustin, of going, you know, what does Viking life, uh, uh, who are Vikings? What are they? Are are they just the Thor in my mind that I imagine? Are they more than that? I, I didn't do my due diligence but, you know, I'm playing him as an outdoors. He's never in, you know, he's never indoors. He is a traveler. That's his thing. And it's, um, you know, part of his skin tone because of that. So I feel like I cheat adding those elements in. There's going to be a, um, well, one of the articles is the flip side of that where I wasn't out when I started playing D&D. So, you know, my characters were going to be the straight character, you know, otherwise I, w- I had this fear in my mind of, here I'm playing with a bunch of young, you know, younger men, college-age men. I'm, I'm pictured I'm going to get teased at um, mercilessly. I mean, that wasn't the case. It was the exact opposite. It was awesome. But, you know, I've enjoyed adding that you know, gay element where was my next character gay? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, am I overplaying? I was like, you know what? No, because it shouldn't be a thing of is every character have to be gay? I'm like, well, why? Why not? Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. my element. That's what I want to bring into gaming. Uh, so I don't know if that exactly answers the question, but part of it is, you know what? I probably should be doing more. I should be doing more of, of that research. Um, I And I get to cheat because I do put that, you know, I, I want, I want that brownness, you know. I want a little bit of the Latinoness in, mm-hmm. in my game. I, I definitely do want, you know, my you know queer identity into the game, and I guess that makes it easier for me as far as those are the elements I want to show. But it also doesn't give me that opportunity to think outside of the box. Um, you know, the closest I've come with is when I was rolling a Braxis. I watched a lot of wolf documentaries to kind of go, oh, you know, they communicate a lot with their face. Uh, the sounds that they make. So there was that, um, I mean, that's animal, not like human. How do I step myself into another culture or another kind of like uh, role playing? 
Uh, I think that's the closest they've come, but it, it, bears, uh, it bears thought and consideration. So um, that's true, Dustin. You make you make good good points. Also, I mean, I think that that does answer the question, though, of of on one way that you avoid pro like I guess problematic gameplay is making sure that it's not going to be erasing or problematic for you. I don't know, like deciding that you wanted Abraxas to be brown was being being true to yourself too, which is also important. Basically, I think you guys have pretty much said everything that I had to say, but you know, I mean, like Dustin definitely what he said applies a lot to like how I played Manette. Like I said before we, you know, really started was just awareness of stereotypes, reading everything you can, reading a lot about le- reading a lot of stuff from the voices of people in marginalized communities if you're playing a marginalized person. Um, that was so helpful in creating Manette. Like I I read all of I refreshed myself on a lot of things I knew before creating her at all. And then insofar as like, I'm also, you know, I'm playing in a sexual person now. Um, so making sure I'm sensitive to that is important. Um, because as much as I, I understand aromantic, be, I, I'm like 90% sure I'm aromantic. It's something I'm still exploring. But as far as laying, she's asexual and aromantic, I can play the aromantic side, certainly. But asexuality, I, you know... I'm reading (laughs) and I'm making sure I'm staying up on things and trying not to fall into stereotypes and things like that. Again, anytime I'm creating a character too, like, like Angel was saying, I want parts of who I am in there. Um, I haven't really integrated Jewishness into my characters yet, but it is something that I want to incorporate because it was something I, I became more interested in later in life. Like very much so my dad made sure that my sister and I were not absorbed into um, the cultiness of religion <laughs> in general. And so he and my mom both kind of kept us away from religion and from God. And while I'm happy he did that because I think it gave me a more blank slate to approach it from, um, I did not get like as into my culture. Actually, the funny thing is being in the military made him more into his Jewish culture as well, because the military is so intensely Christian. It made him almost be like, no, <laughs> I'm Jewish. God damn it. So, and then, you know, I, I studied a lot in college. Actually, I took a class in Japan of all places about um, Judaism. And, you know, like I go to Hanukkah every year and I'm definitely, I, I became more and more keyed into this side of myself Um that I wasn't 100% raised in, but is important to me and because it's important to my family and it's important to my family history just like two generations ago. I mean, my family came here from Poland uh, to escape Nazis. (laughs) So it's like massively important to me um, and it has played a part in my cultural heritage because of how my father raised us and who my father is and who my family is. So it's something I want to incorporate in future characters without playing into, again, fucking stereotypes Mm -hmm. about there's so much anti-Semitism everywhere. It's just laced into everything in society. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be it's a future consideration that I'm making. And spoiler alert, there is someone in um, in our, our uh, Patreon campaign who will be Jewish. You will you have not found out who that is yet, but it's someone who's already around. So <laughs> stick around. <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely echo Jess and Angel's sentiments. I 
I play my characters with a lot of me in them. So definitely within uh, Buon and definitely within Pageant. Like they are both aspects of who I am as a person. Um, And I think the reason why it is is just because there's not a lot of representation. And so therefore I sometimes feel subconsciously like I have to create that representation and and the way it becomes not stereotypical or offensive is I think one it's coming from within the community obviously but when I play outside of the community I think uh it's just really important to or or not outside the community but outside of who I am it's also really important that for me I create a multifaceted multi-dimensional character so I always start with a concept and then I just build their history and make decisions about them and then go for that and then kind of go from there. And if I reach a stumbling block where I have a lack of information, then I educate myself it's because mm-hmm. good intentions are only good intentions. Good intentions mm-hmm. about act- good intentions with actions is what you want. So and then speaking as an educator, that'd just be stupid if I didn't educate myself. <laughs> like that would be the antithesis of everything that I do as a living. <laughs> and but, you won't uh, get this unless you follow us on Patreon. That is true. But yeah. but we're gonna talk more about mm-hmm. pageants identity mm-hmm. in GSOE. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But like it's really complicated. It's I specific like I've noticed that the last couple characters I've created in uh, like the fantasy worlds, so in Pathfinder or in Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that, I've pay- I've gravitated towards races that are either shape-shifting or ambiguous race or half races because that's who I am. I'm ambiguous when it comes... Because I'm mixed race, that comes with a lot of questions of who are you and what that means and how you're presented to the world and how different people react to you in different situations. And so by subconsciously or consciously choosing those races, it's a part of me and it's feels a little more authentic the way I play it. Riffing off of something that Logan said a little earlier uh, is, is also just a good point about avoiding a like bad, boring storytelling mm-hmm. in the first place, but also avoiding a lot of these pitfalls is is making sure that your character is a person. Make sure they're make sure they're a person. Mm-hmm. Um, envision them as as completely as you possibly can. Don't just rely on a set of archetypes or a set of behaviors or a set of personality traits that you think are funny. Mm-hmm. Try to make them as much of an actual person as you possibly can, and that actually I think neatly t- takes care of a lot of potential stereotypical nonsense that you could fall that's into a good, that's a good freaking point <laughs> for sure i mean archetypes exist for a reason mm-hmm. please gravitate towards them when creating characters but if you want to become a better storyteller or just a better character creator in general when you have that archetype in front of you tweak it take parts of that archetype away add to pieces of other archetypes until you have your own new version of who your character is and that's just good storytelling and good writing and good character creation like abby was saying I never, ever use archetypes when I'm first creating my character. Mm. And you just like, I you just summed up exactly something that I was unconscious of. But the reason I love creating characters, like when I sit down to create a character, I don't even 
I just start writing a story about them. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I start. I don't ever start with other traits. Like I don't start with what class are they or all this other stuff. I write a story about someone that I'm picturing in my head. So they're already a fully formed person before they're anything else. And that just, you completely summed up what my, without me knowing, like you just made me aware of what I was doing. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing I would also tell people to think about is um, wish fulfillment characters. Mm. Um, wish fulfillment characters can be dangerous in terms of maybe going into archetypes that aren't necessarily healthy as well. They can just be bad characters. <laughs> Just be, mm-hmm. It can be bad. And they're kind of boring. It can be boring. Um, See my very first Pathfinder character. <laughs> Meet all of our very first t- t- TGRG characters. There, there was a great deal of many early 20s Dustin uh, characters that were definitely wish fulfillment characters. And thinking about them now makes Definitely me... Dustin's power <laughs> fantasy. I'm a hot sorcerer dragon lady. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else. That's all she needs. Mine was always the smooth-talking bard, uh, you know, (laughs) who was super charismatic. But yeah, no, it's you know, it's okay to play those on occasion, but you know, be be mindful of them that that they can be they can lead into very problematic areas if you don't put the thought of. I really wanted Mariposa to be a serious character because I have never been really allowed to build serious characters. Whenever I've tried to build a character that's serious. My real life personality is very jovial and it's very clumsy and it's very um, ridiculously giggle after things when I talk nervously and I can ramble. And um, because I've had a group of friends who have been with me in that part, I can never play a serious character because they always want to drag him into that, that who I am as a personality. So Mariposa is the first time I've ever been able to play a character serious. And, um, and it's just such a relieving feeling to be able to play something different that isn't a stereotype of who I am as a car- as a person in real life. Uh, and it's so much more enjoyable. But at the same time, I am playing a female character. Um, you know, Jess and I were talking just earlier about her sexuality. And it feels like such a cop out to say, oh, she's a lesbian because I'm a guy who's attracted to women. So it'd be easy mm-hmm. to play a character who's attracted to women. So it's something I can't. I'm just not. I'm not ready to define her to sexuality yet. At the same I... time, lesbian attraction is different from heterosexual male attraction. Um, mm-hmm. There are modes of being... I think it's something you could also read on. And if you feel like that, mm. that's going to work for you, um, playing a lesbian rather than a heterosexual male, is it's something you should you should explore. Because I definitely want you guys to challenge yourselves to... To go outside your comfort zone and, uh, you know, mistakes may be made, but I don't I don't think you'll make any. I think you'll do a good job and you'll do it justice um, because, you know, you're willing to do the work of of checking yourself. <laughs> well, that, and that's what I was going to say is, is 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 really working towards what her sexuality is by thinking about her as a character, what her values are, what she thinks about, what what she would be attracted to, not just what my my general i'm a guy i'm attracted to women so i'm going to make my character attracted to women kind of kind of situation it just that making sure it's her choice not my choice mm. as a character i think is an important thought process so what about that woman we saw <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> was such a serious discussion anyway there's a lady in here what's her deal what's going on who's, with that who's, like that who's that, cr- who's that cray cray lady a, it was a somber note a somber and such a good serious conversation note to end on dustin but it was like 
<laughs> no, yeah, in my mind, I was like, where do you go from that? How am I going to segue into the story with this? Speaking of that, I got your back. There's a woman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. We go, hey, lady. Hey, lady. What you doing over Excellent. there by yourself? <laughs> Normally, this would be the Andromeda moment of her being like, oh, hello. But she's not She's not in the mood today. Yeah, no, we very yeah. wisely kept Andromeda back a few paces. Well, she's also not in the mood today. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of had a, uh, a rough, a rough uh, couple of days. So when we last left, Pippa had stealthily snuck up and found a beautiful barefoot young human woman with long, dark hair wearing a simple homespun dress in front of you. Killer. Does she see me? She does not. She Her back is turned to you. So what you see is, you know, those dividing panels that they put in schools and stuff to divide between two rooms. It's yeah. kind of like that, only it's like leather. And it looks like she's sewing like a whole, a rip in one of them it is what you see. Okay. Um, does she appear to be alone? She does appear to be alone. Does she have like a weapon on her? She, she has a staff beside her, but nothing. Okay. Does it look like a magic staff? It looks like a staff. I'm going to leave Argentea here to keep an eye on the situation to let me know if anything changes while I tiptoe back up the stairs. There appears to be one woman mending a seam in a weird leather curtain. I, I couldn't see anything behind that. Uh, she does have a staff. My, I'm, and I'm just throwing this out here just as a guess, considering where we are. But I think she might be a witch. I think we could assume that everything in here is a witch. Everything's an yeah. enemy. She did not seem to notice me. What do we want to do? We should trap her. Trap her? Well, I know we think everything in here is an enemy. But maybe I could wrap her in my chain. Uh, or Buon could create that pit he does. I could Drop her in there. Yes. And then we can see if, if maybe she's not an enemy. Pippa, you hear purring in your head. I hear purring in my head. Yes. Visible grimace. Okay. Um, <laughs> how does Pippa even talk to Argent? <laughs> yeah, yes, that would definitely like, she's not happy. Like, <laughs> you suddenly see Pippa just make an absolute face. It, it's it's uh, Pippa and Argentea communicate telepathically. Can I see through her eyes? I don't think you can see through her eyes, but you know she's being petted. God damn it. That fucking cat is so useless. Braxis <gasps> <laughs> nods. Like, like alright, well, she definitely knows Argentea is here now. I I thought that I expressly told the cat to watch and not to ask for cuddles. <laughs> she she did. She stood there and woman turned around and saw the cat with her insane perception and Oh no. Oh. And went up and, oh, and petted the cat. <laughs> That has my face. Yes. <laughs> Quick, explosive. She's not worried. Explosive. She just wasn't worried about it. We can put an explosive in Argentina at all times. We so she can be detonated. <laughs> <in> <laughs> circumstances just like this. So we can remote detonator. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean. Buon perks up to the idea of exploding Argentina. <laughs> you have such a weird grudge on our what a weird dude this cat i don't know this cat um, that saved your life yeah. my 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 actual by getting ripped apart by ice giants 
And Coco Chiang. Yeah. Pippa, I have a paper bag. Would you like to put it over your head? <laughs> that way, she doesn't know you're connected. <laughs> oh God! Like, Bulan, that would be assuming I was about to march down there and show her my face. <laughs> Maybe I, I could turn you into a, an, an animal, and then how would uh, any I of make, this help? I make no assumptions. <laughs> Andromeda reaches out towards you and squinches her eyes really tight, really shut, really now, tight. Now hold on. And starts going. Now hold on. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I can't do it to anybody else. <laughs> Pippa, Pippa heaves just the most relieved sigh. But she does that for a long time, too. <laughs> I just imagine, like, Pippa standing, like, just looking up at Argentea's outstretched palm, just with a look of extreme trepidation. Andromeda. You, you call me Argentea. That's okay, though. Oh, wow. Argent- Andromeda. I can't do it. I can't. You know what? All, all things are Argentea now. Abraxas, because I've done Angel. it for like two recording sessions in a row. Argentea. If it's an A name, it's Argentea now. <laughs> I'll answer to it. Sorry. Um, uh, Pippa, I just imagine, is standing, looking up at Andromeda's outstretched hand with just a look of extreme trepidation. Yeah, her hand Just like flashes with magic, but nothing happens because she doesn't have a spell to do that. It's an inherent ability. She doesn't know how this works. Yeah. Pippa like leans, she leans away and just goes, right. Well, thanks. No dino for gang the today. <laughs> thanks for the thought. I can blur um, your face. Like witness hmm? protection. I, I don't. I, what do we want to do about this? I say we ready our restrictive magics approach. Offer, uh, introduce that we are not their enemy, but we can quickly become their enemy. And at the first sign of um, duplicity, we unleash our magics. That's what I say. We can sneak in, well, attempt to. And surround her. You two first, of course. I could certainly attempt to charm her. Oh. Mm. I I mean, I don't quite understand completely how it works, but I've been able to get people to do what I want. You do that with magic? In the past? (laughs) Brax is like totally like, what? Right behind the curtain. (laughs) I mean... I don't, I don't, I mean, no, I'm quite capable of doing it on my own because I am just that charming, but he nods, yeah, I like, have mm-hmm. been, re- I have, mm-hmm. it's like, that's true. <laughs> I have been of late been augmented. Yeah. Uh, augmented with various magics. Yep. Who on side eyes you. <laughs> If she catches him looking, she's just going to kind of like shrug at him. And he'll just like kind of look away and like slightly shake his head like, oh, geez. I actually don't. Much like Andromeda and her shapeshifting, I'm not quite sure how it works. Mm, say no more. Uh, then, yes, let's let's go with uh, plan A and we'll have plan B. Plan B, I'll drop her in the pit. Well, let's try talking to her first. 
Pippa's going through going through her bag. She's like, all right, well, aside from my my extremely charming nature and uh, my mind reading abilities, I do have rope. Is rope helpful? Mm. Do we literally want to tie her up? I could tie her up with a whip of spiders. We should use rope. I could use my chain. Oh, that actually might be useful. Yes. That might be good. But I've got a feeling we don't have a lot of time. Is is Argentea still purring? Yes. She's being picked up. Hello? Is there anyone out there? Whose cat is this? Oh my gosh, she's southern. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently? I love it! I love it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> as they say in Taldor, I think the jig is up. <laughs> mm. That voice sounds very hospitable and accommodating. Hopefully it's a real southerner. It's, it has it's the most adorable ass. face. Oh, you know, God. that tree out front also had a very hospitable voice. So, And that tree eats people. Exactly. So. Buon just holds up the paper bag to Pippa again. <laughs> she glares at him. <laughs> uh, I have my chain of perdition. I, I've cast it. It's between my hands right now. Let's Let's roll with that then. I'm going to go in human form just so I'm not as spookum right off the get-go. <laughs> I'll put my hammer away and I'll just have my hands out like martial arts style, but for spellcasting. <laughs> Kuneha will hang back. Don't want to freak her out. Um, now that Pippa's done her scouting job, she's also going to hang back since she's squishy. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm introducing us. I could do that. <laughs> as you come around the corner of Braxis, you hear, well, aren't you a slice of heaven? <laughs> Oh boy. Well, maybe they're not all that bad. <laughs> um, I don't trust. Gives a little bow. <laughs> Hello. Um, well met. Me and my companions here are exploring this wonderful tunnel network <laughs> dungeon. Um, ruin. No. Um, okay. Statue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's How enough. are you? Uh,. Hi, my name is Andromeda. Uh, how are you today? Well, aren't you the cutest looking thing? My name is Cagriel. I'm so glad you're here. I've been lost in these this maze of caves for a while now. Well met, Cagriel. Um, what are you doing here? My chain is now like floating off to the left. I'm sure she sees it, but it is like free floating around this way. It's just hanging out. She eyes the chain. This nasty thing, this wooden Troja, she tried to capture me, but luckily I escaped. While she's talking and telling us this story, Pippa is going to try to use her mind reading. Okay. Ability. DC 17. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, God, it's that's DC badass se- for it's a second a, level one. Isn't it like a special ability too or something? Right? That's cool. It's it's a it's a yes. bloodline ability. What you do pick up is she is enamored with Abraxas and the kitty cat. In fact, you get the thought she goes like, "I wonder, I wonder if she'll sell the cat." It's the thought you get. So she made her save. She made her save, but you don't know that. <laughs> Andromeda is like really wary after everything that happened with the satyr, and she's kind of like hedging her bets, basically thinking like, "Well." If we're wrong, it just means we tied someone up. So my uh, chain of perdition is going to entangle her. Um, so that's going to be ooh, a natural 20. It's 31 against CMD. You see the chain wrap around her and she doesn't seem to struggle. Oh my, I'm, I'm not really into this kind of stuff, darling. But, uh, but you know. Andromeda does that sigh. 
<laughs> Listen, everything in here so far has tried to kill us or done something horrible or is horrible and we found a way to form a truce with it, I suppose. Um, but I can't really trust you. I, I, I understand that, but please don't take it as a slight. And she just kind of spreads her arms off and the chains just break. What? How is she doing uh, that? Uh -huh. The only thing that can get rid of Spellcraft. that... Is is a rod of thirty three CMD. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> sure, <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> As she is shrugging off those chains, Andromeda squints her eyes and casts silence. And as you remember, we're all technically ready in action as far as at the first sign of duplicity, we're going to unleash our restrictive. Yeah, magics. everybody, do your salvos as soon as. <laughs> <laughs> That is a 31 will save. Holy shit. Yeah, she passed. Roll for initiative, Yay. everybody. What about our prepared actions? Yeah, do all well, I think just doing the entangling things put her in a no longer flat-footed state. Abu, on what you get? I got a 14. Andromeda, what you get? 20. Braxis? 18. Uh, Pippa? 16. Uh, Abraxas, you're up. Abraxas is already in... Well, he... Now he's wishing he didn't unwolf and leave his uh, weapons on his back. But he was ready, so he kind of had his hands up. And the minute he sees her hands starting the motion, he finishes his by putting his, doing kind of like a fist bump to himself. So he puts his fist together and then punches the <gasps> ground and then lifts his hands up and all around from the rock starts forming rock chains which start uh, trying so to cool. encompass, encompass her. Abraxas is the avatar. So, uh, <laughs> What's the name of that spell? Yes! It's called um, Heavy Chains. So I, it's a, uh, I rolled a 21 versus their... It's a ranged touch attack. So it's uh, 21 versus their touch armor class. That will hit. How cool. So it's these tendrils of earth that come all over the place, Avatar style. And he's moving his hands around and the uh, rock chains and earth chains are going around her. So this is Heavy Chains back from our Don Piper fight. <laughs> You conjure dense tendrils of earth that drag and impede your target's movement. Um, if hit, the target is staggered and entangled and can no longer take move actions, use items, or cast spells with material components, though it can defend flat-footed. Wow, that's a crazy spell. Wow, wow. that's, no that's insane. Either. That is nuts. Please never get like mind brought... controlled or anything. <laughs> Seriously. Oh god, that would suck. Now he'd get feared. First. I don't want to fight a Braxis. Yeah, Braxis <laughs> that's true. <OP. laughs> now be calm and answer our questions, and this will be over very quickly. If not, you'll meet the same end as your friend. Oh god, that was behind us and now is in my belly. Ooh, yes! During the spell, his hair was doing that storm thing where his eyes go pure white and his hair goes white. And I'm picturing slight frost as part of the chains. And then when he puts his hands down when he finishes doing his, his chain command, uh, his eyes go back to his wolfy yellow, but his hair remains uh, white. White as the driven snow. Angel, that is so cool. Andromeda's eyes are so wide and she grins and she also she raises her her morning star and is like his blood still drips from my weapon <laughs> oh. yes yeah she's like basically now giving you the, the thumbs up without white hair. <laughs> <laughs> we're like 
twins. Uh, I.E. Uh, surrender. <laughs> As you all are saying that, a smile curls from her lips. And she's like, yeah, all I just tried to have a her casual conversation with you all. And you look over her as little cracks in her image, almost like she is using the alter self spells. A horrific eight foot tall hunchbacked anise hag with horribly scarred abdomen and wearing a dress made of human skin. I knew it. Ew. I was going to say when you said leather curtain, I was like, that's human skin. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wait, Dustin, make that picture I bigger. Like, I, I want to see, see that because I like that. She looks gross. Oh. oh. Okay, that actually wasn't as gross as I was thinking. Kinda. I still don't like it. That's pretty gross. It's kind of hot. Just it's like it's kind of <laughs> hot. <laughs> I bet her breath smells well, so bad, Jess. Oh, don't you're right. I mean. <laughs> oh my god, it makes me think of Cole, Cole the Conqueror, Kevin Sorbo making out with Akashka, like in demon form. Oh, I don't remember know. when they're in the flames. But yes. like, <laughs> and because it's only verbal and somatic components, the fog just start to envelop from around her feet and surround everybody within a twenty feet radius around her, and it spreads out every round, so it goes out another five feet every round. Oh, I hate that. That's real dumb. I don't boo. That ends her turn. Pippa, you're up. She's going to cast haste first. And then, um, so what what happens is this arc of her usual oil slick rainbow colored light blooms forward from where she has her hands positioned in front of her. Two strands touch Abraxas and Buwan. One stretches back to Cuneho. And then from Abraxas and Buwan, the strands move on to Argentea and then to uh, Andromeda. And just ricochets back and forth between us for like a second. Hell yeah. Noise. And you just all feel this like new invigoration uh, suffuse your limbs. Oh, go on. Okay. Does that end your turn there, Pippa? Yes, I think that will end Pippa's turn for now. Buon and Kaneho, you are up. Okay, uh, Buon is going to release the magic that's been storing in his forehead from his from his mark in the center, and he grabs at it and he just shoves the energy towards the hag as a pit grows underneath her. She needs to roll a reflex save. Uh, she got a twenty-six. Okay, she uh, she did not fall into the pit. I gotta say what happens is she just That's too bad. She just goes, the pit forms under her She can't move too well because of the entangle But they actually kind of help her from falling into the uh, It backfired Okay, well then uh, here's my next action He'll go past Andromeda Down the hallway uh, Kuneho is going to bound forward And just go to grapple her Okay, Okay. that'll be 25 You do nothing Not even with the entangled not ah. even with the entangled. Jesus. Whatever. Kuneho's there as a meat shield. Sorry, Kuneho. Love you. Lethal force <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Love you, bub. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Andromeda, you're up. Andromeda is going to move past Buon, just slip right by him. And then I will go ahead and cast Dust of Twilight. And it, there Ooh. aren't any light sources around, I don't think. But if there are, they go out. 
what it does is I, I can use Dispel Magic, essentially, to end one ongoing spell that has been cast on a creature or object to temporarily suppress the magical abilities of a magic item or to counter another spell's caster spell. So I'm going to roll. <laughs> Let's hope this works. I'm very rarely good at uh, Dispel Magic. Okay, well, I got a nat 20. This is the only time ever I've oh. gotten a nat 20. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. My God. Okay, so it's 28, which still may not do it, to be honest. Oh, so charmed. What's the save I need uh, to do? You don't do a save. It's Fog Cloud is a level two spell, right? It is actually a spell-like ability, uh, but it is a level two spell. So it is dispelled <laughs> um, because it okay. only is 13 and I got a 28. That has never worked. That has never worked in the history of my life. Wow. Never once. Oh my God. No I am more very happy cloud. Fuck wow. You. <laughs> so what happens is Andromeda um, holds out both of her hands. Well, one of them, I guess, has, she drops her flail, I guess. <laughs> so she can hold oh, out yep. both of her hands <laughs> and closes her eyes. And you see the normal sort of like, purple violet energy and purple dust exiting like floating out of her hands and sparkling in the in the dim light but you also see this flash of the aurora as it it covers all of the fog and Ooh. it basically just shoots energy out of itself and dispels all of the fog around it That's oh my god okay. flash does that end Andromeda's turn yes <laughs> <laughs> Abraxas, I need yes. you to roll me a will save. Oh, shit. Uh, that's 23. Okay. You start to feel a rage envelop you like the need to kill, Ooh, but yum. it slowly dissipates as you have resisted her murderous command. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never again. I'm going to try to escape out of this which she has to roll in a pretty amazing to escape out of it. Then she does not. So that ends her turn. She is stuck like a rock. Ha ha. She didn't move, right, Dustin? She has not. She can't. <laughs> she's okay. literally stuck. Then she also still has to make a reflex saving throw because she's on the, the edge of the pit, I'm assuming. Uh, does a 22 pass? Yes. That's keeping you honest. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, Abraxas, you're up. You felt like she was trying to take control of your mind. I'm imagining that brings forth some anger. Yep. Pissed. So let's see what I'm going to do to this. Abraxas does not like witches controlling his mind. So he is going to rush around the column past uh, Kuneho, past Buon and Andromeda, giving them a little high as he's going around. As he's running, almost Naruto style, because he's so flipping quick, he's like a white blur. Um, oh no, I guess he's a brown blur because he's back in man form. White hair. Well, white armor, so still a white blur. I take it back. White blur. White hair. Luxurious, snowy white With hair. With his new snowy white hair uh, ruffling behind him, all luxurious like. Um, he's going around the corner. Maybe he'll skid a little because he's so used to using his claws to do his big turns when he's fast. But this time he just has the <laughs> clank, clank of his boots. So he's going to do a little awkward turn around. Um, as he's turning around, he's grabbing his uh, hammer and shield and transforming into hybrid wolf Abraxas. So his whole body sprouts 
his beautiful white pelt. Does that end Abraxas' turn? It finally does. <laughs> he growls at her. <laughs> Pippa, you're up. You're all alone now. Yeah, I guess so. Which, I mean, that's fine because she's a Heidi girl. Yeah, that was the only reason she he liked- felt comfortable was she's up, up the stairs. There's like a little room over mm-hmm. there and she can just duck out of the way. I'm just up here to take pot shots. Pot shot number one is she's got her trusty crossbow out gonna lean around that corner and take it and uh, i'm back to rolling like garbage it's garbage okay but i get a plus one from haste so that's so no that does not come close it hits one of the stone bars from our from abraxas's spell and just clings mm. okay uh if any like if and if there's any way that anything can be heard over the cacophony of battle uh, a small <laughs> 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 might might be perceived i'm just going to try shooting her again oh that was a much much better roll uh that is going to be a 28 to hit that just passes Ooh. oh my god this bitch right now oh i hate her oh she's the worst all right uh, that was a six, a six piercing damage, and then one point of fire damage. Uh, you see her just turn a little bit to the left. You aim right for her face, and she just turns to the left and it glances and just does a small little trickle of blood on her uh, on her cheek. And uh, yeah, you didn't do much to her. Ugh. But Pippa has, however, in round three, gotten the first <laughs> point of damage in the game. I got the first one point of damage. God damn. <laughs> I can still throw shade your way. Uh, does that? <laughs> that's all he. Can that's do. pretty much all I can do. Uh, Pippa, that ends your turn, right? Yep, that's it. I'm done. I, t- I got my I got my one point of damage on this beast. Buwan and Kudeo, <laughs> you are up. Oh, God, I can't do what I wanted to do because you're a size bigger than me. Oh, that's so annoying. I was like, oh, I'm gonna evolution surge, make give Kuneho push, push you into the fucking hole. But no, it has, only works on creatures the same size as me or lower. Uh, I I guess Kuneho's just gonna slam on you. So bite and slam, 23. Miss. Okay, here's the slam, 26. Miss. Oh my god. Close. Okay, and then it's going to do another full attack action because of hate. Okay, this has to hit you. Uh, a 32. Yeah, that hits. Thank Oh my god. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I rolled two ones. Oh no! <laughs> so what's your total damage there, Logan? That'd be nine bludgeoning. Kineo. Nine bludgeoning. Nine bludgeoning. Uh, unlike Pippa's uh, arrow, you notice this takes the full brunt as uh, takes some pretty serious damage. But still looking fine. She she goes. <laughs> is her response. Uh, Buon, what does Buon do? Uh, this makes me very mad. What do you want to do, Buon? How do you know my name? Don't put my name in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think Buon's just going to switch out to the staff of Eidolons and cast Rejuvenate Eidolon Lesser on Kuneho. 
because I'm sure they're going to get a brunt of the attack now. So a little bit of HP back will be good. Okay. Uh, Andromeda, you are up. Round four. All right. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. And as usual, a big old scythe appears right behind her. However, it is as with the Dust of Twilight. Suddenly, not just Violet, but also flashes with the Aurora. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome. And it will immediately take a big swing. It is a 28 to hit. That is a hit. Yay! Force damage. Yay. So nine points of damage. It's all force damage. Ow! You're whittling her down. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> hey. She's like, ow, ow! Quit poking me! <laughs> Okay. Does, that, does that end Andromeda's turn? Uh, shut I'm... up. Yeah, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Uh, Braxis, you're up. Braxis takes a step forward confidently and does a swing up with his hammer. A swing to the side with Before his you go hammer. farther, Angel, she reaches out with one claw. No, don't get hit, don't get hit, don't get hit. Does a 28 hit you? No. I'll just oh, say man. yes. Yeah, it was Angel. Yes. I'm going. Ah! Um, he's swinging up with a hammer and he sees her her claw up and he just ups his shield to absorb it and continue his swing up with his axe. Nice. Or his okay. And what? And you roll the twenty. You said uh, nineteen for the first one, twenty for the second, and seventeen for the last one. None of those oh, hit. Man. And as he just pounds away at the stone that's probably blocking him. He, um, I'll use my uh, movement action, not actually to move, to use my brawler feet. I'm designating her the target that I'm dodging. So my AC's up one against her. Good job there. Okay, it is now her turn. You see, well, you don't see, but Abraxas, I think she's looking your way. You see her eyes sparkle and she smiles as she summons all this power within her and it flows out in a radius around everyone within 30 feet as she as she channels negative energy. Oh no! Does that, does that channel uh, provoke? Oh god damn it. Depends on the type. Does not provoke an does not pro, does not provoke an attack of opportunity. And there is no reflex save or anything for this. You guys just take the full brunt of this. Is Buon included in that? Everybody but Pippa. See, this is why you hang back and take pot shots. <laughs> <up. laughs> mm-hmm. We have we have more hit. Well, everyone except Buon has more hit points than you. Actually, I have seventy-one. Oh, <laughs> accurate. That is definitely like, more I'm hit points. I'm pretty sure I have more than you. Do you have more than Kuneho? Kuneho has sixty. You all take. I have slightly more than Kuneho. <laughs> there you go. TPK. <laughs> TPK. What are you talking about? If she kills all of you, I'm running. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're not in it. I keep, yeah. On my teeny tiny little legs to see if she can't catch me. <laughs> as it flows, you are all, not actually, but in story, blown back as you take 27 points of damage each. The Fantastic wow. Worlds podcast oh. is a fantastic yep, no, that's production. Out. That's about on brand for you. We recommend connecting with our fantastic community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. 
I am Dustin, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. No sugar daddies, please. (laughs) I'm not accepting sugar daddies. This is Angel. You could reach me at Espinosa916. I'm Jess. Hags suck so much. Fuck all hags. (laughs) Uh, Hashtag hag suck. Uh, And you can find me at Hank the Clank. Also not accepting sugar daddies. Thank you. (laughs) This is Logan. I play Buon. I am at mainman08 and i just want to point out that buon is absorbing some of this negative energy because of his deathless leaf armor just so that i remember it theme song was composed and played by amy hankinson thank you sirenscape for using your sound effects and music if you enjoy our show do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well till next time i hope you have many fantastical adventures and i am gladly taking sugar mamas (laughs) (laughs) the fantastic worlds podcast is a fantastic worlds production and an officially licensed partner of paizo incorporated the Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Beautiful a bear whip. Bear woman. No. A beautiful bear. Ooh, bear. I was like, Ooh, what is that? I'm like ignoring everything until her like, bear. <laughs> hang on, like we gotta specify is it B E A R or is it B A R E bear? Barefoot. Sorry. Oh, oh. that's so less exciting. <laughs> well, I still need specification though. Does she have bare feet? <laughs> or are they just like the little cute little bear slippers? <laughs> they're, they're, well she has bare feet so I wouldn't think there's slippers so. so they're either bare feet or bare feet it's bare there is no bears B-E-A-R in this room unfortunately okay alright let's do okay, that this anyway, episode's continue. called the bare necessities <laughs> <laughs> which could be we found on Abrax's book one playlist I turn into oh. a bear to match her feet <laughs> <laughs> oh me too I can change shape bear buddies <laughs> I was gonna we say that. Bears. I was gonna bear say that. Mulan rushes forward. Just let her know your kindred spirits. Yeah, I'm a bear too. Mulan reads her the filth for the fact that her outfit's homemade. <laughs> <laughs>